Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoopball Nets Podcast. So... This episode is actually pretty packed. It's the last episode we're going to record before the trade deadline, so you guys are going to be hearing this before the trade deadline, of course. But uh, before we get into everything, we're going to talk about um, D'Lo becoming an all-star, Karis LeVert on his way back, answer some listener questions. Uh, We have this little segment where we both came up with three trade deadline deals that we want them to make, and neither one of us know what the other came up with, so that should be fun. We're going to do an all-star mock draft and then end it off with a Brooklyn Baller of the Week, so I hope you guys are excited. Make sure you stay tuned for every bit of it. But before we get into it, make sure you guys subscribe to us on iTunes at Hoopball Nets. You can look up Brooklyn Nets for the first podcast that comes up, not to tune our own horn, but toot toot. And uh, yeah, uh, make sure you guys subscribe to us. Make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Nets. Uh, make sure you leave a five star rating and review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. We have two new ones today. So let's get into them by Tanner Berglund. He actually left us a review last time. It was four-star, and it was about how Jared Dudley sucks, so we agree. <laughs> and uh, he actually left us another one entitled Two Max Deals This Offseason. It's five-star. Tanner said, I left five stars for you boys last time, but I'll do it again. I love your podcast. This offseason, we have a chance to sign two max contracts. Who would you like the Nets to sign if they had a chance to pair two big names together? So thank you, Tanner. We're going to answer that question when we get to listener questions. And then uh, the next review is from BigMon45. Keep it up. Five-star review. Love listening to you guys every week or so. This youth movement by the Nets is exciting for the league and the city. Great job, fellas. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Thank you, Big Mon and Tanner Berglund. We appreciate all of the support, all the love. Make sure you guys go be like Big Mon and Taylor, Tanner Berglund and go leave a review. And uh, yeah, shout out to Hawaiian House Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other hoopball podcast. You can look them up on Twitter at High Kona Coffee, H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee, or, Am- or Amazon. Make sure you guys go check them out. Whew! That was a mouthful. But, uh, yeah, before we get into everything, we're just going to talk about the game recap. Yeah, the Nets are on a losing streak of three games, but they still stand in the sixth seed. They are 28-27, and 27, but luckily the Hornets are right below them. And they're a game back. They're also on a losing streak. And the Heat are, what, two games back? They're on okay, a three-game so losing streak. The Nets, Hornets, and Heat all have 27 losses, but the Nets are four games ahead in the win column. So... The Heat would have to go four and zero in those makeup games, and the Hornets two and zero to match the Nets. So yeah, the Nets went zero and three this week. Uh, no baller of the week. No baller of the because we haven't done this in a while too. We usually it's been a baller of the week every time because they've been scorching hot, but they've hit a little slump right before the All Star break. I honestly don't want to put too much into it because I feel like the guys are just tired, and since they have so many players in the All Star festivities, they just kind of want to get through it, get through it, and get to get Karis Vert back and get on with the rest of the season. So I feel like it's just fatigue. 
But we're just going to run through these games really quick. So they played the Spurs on Thursday, and they lost 114-117. It was a close game. Came down to a Shabazz Napier 3 that Hunter thinks should have been a foul. I don't know. I, I honestly can't tell if it was a foul or not. I remember Greg Popovich saying that it should have been a foul. So, yeah, it should have been a Aldridge foul. Aldridge was leaning forward, and Shabazz Napier didn't really jump into him. He he jumped up while Aldridge was in going into him, so his left shoulder was in Aldridge's chest. <laughs> so he couldn't really shoot the way that he wanted to, and, I mean, that's a foul. That's the bottom line. They just didn't call it, but... Yeah, the Spurs got outscored. I mean, the Nets got outscored by the Spurs 32-25 to in the fourth, and that's really when they pulled away. The Nets actually shot a better percentage than the Spurs, 472 to 40%. But the Spurs shot 100 shots, and the Nets shot 89. The Nets lost the turnover battle 14-9, to and they got out-rebounded 50-46. to um, On to the box score. Not too much. Jared Allen, 14-3 and three with two steals and two blocks in 28 minutes. A good game from him. He was 6-7. of seven. Uh, Joe Harris, 18 points, 7-10 from the field, 3-5 of five from the three-point line. All reliable, knocking it down, playing well. D'Lo, 33 minutes, 25 points on 10 of 26 shooting. The D'Lo special, Sean Moore, had more attempts than he did points. 2 of 7 from the three-point line, 3 of 4 from the field. He hasn't done that in a while. He also had 9 assists, 4 turnovers. Honestly, it was a good game from D'Lo, I'm not going to lie. Like, he was the one keeping them in this game for a good majority of it. And, uh, yeah, on to Shabazz and Damari Carroll. They combined for 33 points off the bench, 9 of 26 shooting, just over 33%. They hit five threes. They were 10 of 13 from the line and had six rebounds and nine assists. And Shabazz Napier had two blocks, so that's interesting. And Rodion's Crooks almost double-double, too. He had nine points with 10 rebounds. The Nets gave up a career night to Derek White. Uh, He started at the three, and he had— Well, that's what it says, but DeMar DeRozan's really the three, and Derek White is the two, but— he played 24 minutes, had 26 points on 8 of 13 shooting. He was 3 of 4 from the 3-point line, 7 of 9 from the free throw line, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 blocks. They got torched by Derek White. It seems like the guards like Derek White, DJ Augustine, people like that just seem people to just don't, fry the Yeah, the people you time. don't expect to cook them, cook them. Is every time they get fried by the unlikely suspect, the silent assassin. On yeah, they got fried roster. by Patty Mills. <laughs> 17 points in 30 minutes, 6 of 13 shooting from Patty Mills. The only other player to score in the 20s with Derek White was LaMarcus Aldridge. 37 minutes, 20 points, 5 of 13 from the field. This should not have been all-star LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, he had 20 and 13. He shot 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Most of his points came off free throws, to be completely honest. Didn't hit a single three. Free Rudy Gobert. There. Free Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Gobert. I, that, I felt so bad for him because he was literally and like Draymond Green and uh, Iggy making fun of him. That's sick because he gets an extra million if he would have made the All Star game. And so his like mom called him crying. Yeah, like, like that's and then he so has to do sad. Do a press conference about the guy is the best defensive big man in the NBA. He affects every shot at the basket, and he leads the Jazz to wins when he plays. Lamarcus Aldridge. Is like he he's having an okay year, one of his down years. I don't, I just don't think he deserved it. Nothing against Aldridge; he's a great player, but I, I don't think, think Rudy this Gobert year he deserved made it. it easily. But yes, that's their Spurs loss on to their lo- blowout. Okay, so they lost to the Magic. 
in my opinion, because they beat them twice and they would not be lucky enough to beat them three <laughs> times after two wins that they squeaked by against the Magic. So now it was time to get their loss. Um. Yeah. On to everything like the box score. Uh. The the, the Nets, Magic dominated most of this game. Yeah, they dominated most of the game. Uh. They outshot the Nets forty three point six percent to thirty six point three percent. The Nets lost to turnover battle again eighteen to fourteen. Um. D'Angelo Russell this game twenty three points, uh thirty two minutes eight of seventeen from the field, six assists five turnovers so not his best. He performance. was the only player with more than fifteen points. Shabazz had fifteen on five of thirteen shooting with three threes, and Ed Davis hit double figures with eleven points and sixteen rebounds on. I four cannot say enough how much of a steal Ed Davis was for the Nets in the offseason. And I really hope he signs a vet min and comes. I back hope he next comes season. back. He's such a valuable player to them because offensive rebounds was a huge problem from for them last year, and they get out offensive rebounded every now and then, but usually they hold their own. On to the Magic. Uh, DJ Augustine did not cook them this game. He only had 12 points on 4 of 7 shooting, but they got cooked by all-star Nikola Vucevic. 24 points on 12 of 22 shooting, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks. And uh, Jonathan Isaac put on a showing in this game. He had 10 points, but he had 12 rebounds, 3 steals, and 3 blocks. So his defense was all over the place. And then Aaron Gordon, 37 minutes, which was a team high. He had 15 points, 6 for 17 from the field. special. Yeah, the D-Lo special for Aaron Gordon. Five assists, two two, two turnovers, one steal, and one block. And uh, Magic blew out the Nets 102 to 89. On to their game versus the Bucks. They there got, was really no chance they were winning yeah, this game from the start. One thirteen and ninety four. Giannis basically just took over and destroyed them the entire Nearly game. Nearly triple double thirty fifteen and nine. Yeah, uh, the Bucks shot forty two point six percent from the field. Okay. The Nets shot thirty two point four. So this 4. is the best way to describe the game. There was one lead change. That's in early in the first quarter. And uh, if this this should show you how bad the Nets played, they took forty two threes and made. Five of them. <laughs> they took 42 three-pointers and made five. The Bucks aren't much better. They took 39 and made 10. And Giannis airballed the free throw. They let the, they, Giannis airballed the three-pointer. The Nets bench went crazy. But let me just reiterate the fact that the Nets took 42 threes and made five of them. And uh, on to the box score. They they just weren't they just weren't having it tonight. They just were off tonight. No one had twenty points. Again, D'Lo was the only one with more than fifteen, and Shabazz again had exactly fifteen points as the second score. D'Lo had eighteen points in twenty eight minutes, seven of twenty uh, from the D-Lo field. Special. Five assists, one turnover, Shabazz Napier, fifteen points on, on fifteen, 15 shots. Oh of ten from three. <laughs> So, I mean, take him out and they're 5 of 32, but I mean, still, he was 0 of 10. 0 of 10, man. Come on. And then on to the Bucks, Giannis, 30 points, 12 of 19 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. One of them was an air ball, 15 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 blocks. The man is a monster. Malcolm Brogdon, 25 minutes, 16 points on 7 of 16 shooting, 8 rebounds, 1 assist. And then Eric Bledsoe, 15 points, 6 of 16 from the field. There should have been all-star Eric Bledsoe over Chris Middleton. Oh, okay, If you're going to pick a buck, it should have been Bledsoe, Bledsoe, in my opinion. Chris Middleton took 
he was tw- he had twelve points on twelve shots. So I don't know what. And he's... Eric Bledsoe had fifteen points on six of sixteen shooting with five steals and a block. Yeah, we already got into how we don't think Chris Middleton deserves to be an All Star, but uh, so we'll just leave that alone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that concludes the game recaps. Now let's really get into the episode. Last episode, we were ranting about how D'Lo didn't become an All-Star because we recorded it when the All-Star reserves were announced. Thankfully, our guy became an All-Star. As we figured would happen. It was between him and Jimmy Butler, and he pulled it out. His first All-Star game of many, hopefully. And this is a big thing, not only for him, but for the Nets. Because, wait, I believe they haven't had an All-Star since Joe Johnson. Yep, since Joe Johnson. So this is a big step in the right direction for them, and it shows free agents that, like, hey, we got an all-star here. So now you can come build with D'Angelo Russell, and uh, I'm just saying D'Angelo Russell is going to win the all-star MVP. That's just my bold prediction. Uh, More great news. Karis DeVert is on his way back. And he could return before we even expected before the all-star break. Him and Alan Crabb have been assigned okay. to the Nets G League team. So my opinion on Alan Crabb is he should not play one single minute upon his return. I do not think that he's valuable There's to no the Nets point. rotation. I don't think he really helps all that much, and Karooks should take all of his minutes. I hope so. Yeah, that contract is horrible. One of the worst moves of the Sean Marks, Kenny Atkinson era, they definitely shouldn't have made that deal for Alan Crabb. I mean, I, we know he played way better last season, but still, like, his contract is pretty bad, and it's going to be hard to move, and it's going to hinder them come free agency and the trade deadline for years to But Karras is coming back. Their starting shooting guard is back. Joe Harris. Joe Harris will move to three, and who do you think will be their starting four next to Jared Allen? Um. So their lineup is probably going to be D'Lo. Levert. Levert. Joe, Joe Harris, Harris. Blank Allen. Probably Rondé. You don't think Karuk stays in the starting lineup? And plays the four? Uh, yeah, maybe. Either him or Rondé. I, I think s- Trevion Graham is taking a seat soon, and he's going to lose most of his minutes. He might lose minutes to Allen Crabb, but I do believe... I mean, yeah, they have to play Allen Crabb because they paid him all that money. You can't just have that sit on your bench. So they're I mean, definitely going to play that's what Timofey Mozgov is doing. I mean, that's what Jared Dudley does. Jared Dudley's contract is pretty pretty beefy, it, it's to like, be honest. It's like $9 million, I believe. Yeah, like his contract isn't just some vet men. Like, it's a good amount of money for him. But yes, Karis LeVert is on his way back, so we're excited. Hopefully, we already know all Nets fans are excited. Twitter, NBA Twitter itself is excited because he was having such a great season, averaging 20 points per game. Before he went down and on his way to his first all-star berth. Hopefully the Nets can have a all-star backcourt in the future of D'Lo and Karis LeVert. But they got one piece of it in D'Lo. On to listener questions. So we shouted out our guy Dwayne Chandler last episode. And he has yet another question for Hunter. He shouted us out on Twitter again and he wanted to ask Hunter a question. The question was, Ky- since Hunter's a Celtics fan... Do you want Kyrie to resign, and do you think he would be a good fit on the Nets if he left, seeing how he's acted? Okay, so I know this is not a popular opinion, but I will be very happy to see the day that the Celtics do not resign Kyrie Irving, sign Terry Rozier and give him his money, and use the rest of the money they would have given Kyrie to sign another rotation piece, role player, starter level player maybe. I would like to see 
them get Rozier and another piece that will be useful. Because at this point, when Rozier starts, he's a different player than the Rozier you see off the bench. The Rozier off the bench negatively affects other teammates. When he starts, that's a different story. He plays like the playoff version of himself. I would love to see him start for an entire season. And I believe that Kyrie's going to leave. And I'm perfectly okay with that. If he re-signs, am I going to be mad? Of course not. It's Kyrie Irving. But I I would not be mad if they got rid of him. And I hope that they can use his money somewhere else. I, I would love them to get maybe... Bojan Bogdanovic and Terry Rozier or Terry Rozier and Tobias Harris maybe if they somehow get enough money but I just am okay with seeing Kyrie go at this point so on to the second part of the question do you think he'd be a good fit with the Nets no because D'Angelo Russell and Karis LeVert well yes if he signs because then they let D'Angelo Russell walk they're gonna they're not gonna sign D'Angelo Russell probably until late in the offseason or until he gets an offer sheet from yeah, another see, team. See the thing he's is gone. he's restricted. So it's not like they're they going can to just play, wait. No, they're gonna play the waiting game until someone gives him an offer sheet. If the Suns don't have like let's say the Suns LeVar Ball's chatting. So let's say the Suns don't get Lonzo. Let's say the Suns don't have Lonzo and the Lakers don't do this trade or whatever, and uh yeah, the Phoenix Suns still don't have a point guard. I say they throw D'Lo a max. And if they do, the Nets are likely going to match it, leaving them with little cap space. They'll have enough for one other max guy, which I believe will be used on Tobias Harris. But if Kyrie wants to join the Nets, let's say, they're going to let D'Lo walk and sign Kyrie. That That's the bottom line. They're going to let D'Lo walk. They're going to sign Kyrie. And then they're going to pair him up with Tobias Harris, probably. I just don't know if Kyrie would be a good fit because, in all honesty, Kyrie's a chuck. Like he's not, not anymore. He's not the he's not the not the point anymore. guard that I feel like the Nets need. Like the Nets are a very team based organization. Like but, they don't revolve around one player. But Kyrie has been getting over ten assists almost every game, ever since the Celtics had a heated altercation. Kyrie has become a passer. He he's he has that in his game. He just doesn't use it. He likes to shoot. I don't know. Something about me just can't see can't just can't picture Kyrie in a Nets jersey. I don't yeah, know what it is. I don't what think it it's is. going to happen by any means, but I think if he goes to any New York team, it's the Knicks. I would be okay as trash as they are. I would be okay seeing Kyrie leave the Celtics though. We'll survive without him. We might be better as a whole team actually. On to the next question, we have a returning question asker, Mike, a.k.a. The Juice. He asked us, who do you think would be a great target for the Nets offseason or trade deadline? So, obviously, we've really uh, planted our flag on Tobias Harris in the offseason. And I feel like the Nets have, too. They were, it was reported that they're going to be one of the primary teams knocking on his doorstep come free agency July 1st. So, hopefully, we can snag Tobias Harris because I feel like he's the perfect fit for the Nets. However, there are some other candidates that we see as some uh, dark so low key. I I say... Marcus Morris, if the Celtics let him go to sign Kyrie, 
that's a good option because he's a power forward. He he could play the three or the four, and he's a very consistent scorer, which is something the Nets need. And he stretches the floor. And the other option is Bojan Bogdanovic returned to Brooklyn, and he. I'm not gonna say he would replace Joe Harris, but. He'd be another Joe Harris. He could work with Joe Harris if two knockdown shooters. I believe, I believe if they get Tobias Harris next year, that Joe Harris would come off the bench because Karooks would be their starting three heading into next season. Harris at the four, and D'Lo and Lavert at the one and two. So let's say they get Bogdanovich. He plays sixth man minutes next to Dinwiddie. And Joe Harris, all off the bench. I'm okay with that. And I also feel like Bojan is better at creating his own shot than Joe Harris. Like, Joe Harris is more of a spot-up shooter, like, shoot off a screen. Yeah. Like, Joe um, Bojan Bogdanovich can shoot off the dribble, create his own shot, cross some people up, step back, give you a little sauce in between. So, I feel like he'd be a good fit with the Nets. Both of which... Like, let's say they can't get Tobias Harris or Bogdanovich. I say... If they just get a small piece and they can't get anyone else, I think Taj Gibson would help as a veteran power forward that's not Jared Dudley. That would actually be useful and provide like useful minutes. Provide near double doubles nightly. So I would like Taj Gibson. And then our last listener question from Tanner. He asked us if uh since the Nets have two max slots, what two stars would you like to see come to Brooklyn? So, this is a difficult question because if the Nets do max D'Lo or they give him like 21 mil a year, they don't have enough for two max slots. So, it'd have to be D'Lo and another max guy. So, in that scenario, we would say D'Lo and Tobias. Obviously, D'Lo and Kevin Durant. But, yes. like, that's a that's a dream scenario. A realistic so, scenario. D'Lo and Tobias. And then the scenario where... I believe this is the best team that the Nets would have is if they let D'Lo go and get Kevin Durant and Tobias. That would be a sick team. Because then they're starting. They have so many options. They could start Karras at the one and have him run their offense. They could start Dinwiddie at the one and bring Joe Harris off the bench. They have a lot of options with that group. Karooks can play the two and have a very tall lineup. There's so much that could happen with that lineup. I know talking about D'Angelo Russell walking is blasphemy for Nets fans since he's their first All-Star in a long time. And trust me, he's my favorite player, so I don't want to think about that. But just think about this team. Spencer Dinwiddie averaging 15 to 16 points per game. With like seven assists, six, seven assists. Karis LeVert, who was averaging 20 before he got injured. Let's say he averages 18, 19. KD averaging 28, 27, doing regular KD things. Tobias Harris averaging 21, 22. Jared Allen averaging 14 and 10. About, I'll say like 11 and 11, something like that. Joe Harris off the bench. Shooter. Shooter. um, Allen Crabs, since they're still going to have him, he's buns. Um, Shabazz Napier, hopefully. Shabazz Napier. Hopefully they can get Bojan Bogdanovic. Um, And and like just a whole slew of Damari Carroll. Ed Davis. Ed Davis, the 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 depth could honestly lo- lo- use if, a little if help. If they had that team, I believe they'd be a lock for a top four seed in the East. Easily, easily, and they'd probably they'd probably be a good bet for the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know about the actual finals, being that the Celtics will still be there and the Raptors will still be there with Kawhi if they keep him, and the Sixers with Simmons and Embiid. But 
and the Bucks, obviously. But I think they're a good bet for a top four seed. A couple of one other combination we thought about before we locked in on Kevin and Tobias was Tobias and Clay Thompson. I don't but, think Clay's leaving, but I mean it would be cool if he yeah, did. Yeah, that would be cool. Or like Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. I feel like that's a best case. Like that's best, best, best. Yeah, no dream that, case scenario. Yeah, no, that's the best two players you're gonna get. But then you're you let D'Lo walk. Karras runs the offense. Yeah, but I doubt that they would come together to the Nets. But um. Let us know what two stars you want to see the Nets grab in this offseason. And next offseason, just let us know what you want the Nets' dream team to be in the next two years. But yes, on to the most exciting... Well, honestly, I'm excited for the All-Star Mock Draft. So this is, our, this is my second most anticipated segment. Our trade deadline trades. So the way we did this was we both came up, went to the NBA trade machine, and came up with three trades that we each think the Nets should or could do. We have explanations behind all of them. We don't know what trades the other one put, so we might have the same exact trade. We might have three completely different trades. As you're hearing it, we're hearing it. So uh, let's get into it. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll do my first trade. All right, go ahead. I'm going to do my least favorable trade first, although I believe this only benefits the Nets. I'm excited. I I have the Nets giving up Rondé Hollis-Jefferson and his expiring deal, Trevion Graham, 2019 second-round pick and 2021 second-round pick for Willie Cauley-Stein. Okay, explain that to me, please. First of all, he's already on the trade block, so this is realistic. But I don't think they're going to re-sign Rondé, so you might as well get him out of here now. Trevion Graham's not all that important to their rotation when everyone's healthy. And you're giving up two second-round picks for a guy that could potentially outplay Jared Allen. Matchup-wise, if Jared Allen's getting cooked, Willie Cauley-Stein will not in some cases. And he's good for big man depth because right now they only have two big men. So he can come on and play with Ed Davis and they'll dominate the bench rebounds. Okay, I, I honestly like the trade, to be honest. I like Willie Cauley-Stein as a backup center, and like in certain situations, he could be the Nets' best center, in all honesty. Since Kenny Atkinson likes to play matchup-based basketball, <laughs> Willie Cauley-Stein could start over Jared Allen sometimes. Yeah, If be, it's like a stretch-big type of center, like Vucevic. It'd be like a situational thing, like Hunter said. Sometimes they'd start Willie Cauley-Stein, sometimes they'd sub in Jared Allen. I like the trade, honestly. Let me get to my first one. It's going to be the, the least controversial one, because I feel like I have a couple controversial ones. But my first trade is Jared Dudley. Ronda I can't, Hall- I can't. They're not trading him. Jared Dudley. Rondé Hollis Jefferson and the Knicks second round pick in 2019 for Nikola Mirotic. Yes, for Nikola Mirotic. Because the Pelicans are already saying that Nikola Mirotic is on the trade block. You send Jared Dudley, they just take his contract, which is expiring. You take Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who's also expiring, and you get the Knicks second round pick. On top of that, if they do trade AD, then they have the late, all the picks the Lakers are giving them, plus another second-round pick. They get Nikola Meredith out of there because they they'll have Julius Randle, Kyle Kuzma, Evita Zubats. You might as well take it. And the Nets get Nikola Meredith, a knockdown three-point shooter. I've always been a Nikola Meredith fan. And 
He, he, he stretches the floor. He's only like 26 years old, so he still has a couple more years to be before he's 30. It, it's a good trade in my opinion. I think, honestly, the Nets should do it. And the crazy thing about this is I wrote this trade about two days ago. Bleacher Report posted an article today that said, like, the, the predictions for the Nets. No, the predictions for the trade deadline. And in it, they had the Nets doing this exact trade. It was like Jared Dudley, a pick, and uh, Ron Alex Jefferson for Nikola Mirich. I promise you I did not take it from them. They probably took it from me because you know I'm an all-star reporter. But I don't know why they would. It, it, that just proves that they should do it. So, Hunter, what do you think about the trade? I like it, but I think mine is better. What, for Willie Cauley-Stein? No, I have one for Nicole Lemire to, to Oh, okay, I okay. Better. All right, so are you saying that one next? Yes. All right, so tell me what it is. So, I have the Nets getting Nicole Lemire and the expiring contracts of Darius Miller and Tim Frazier for Alan Crabb, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, a 2020 lottery-protected first-round pick, <laughs> And a 2019 second round pick. Look, so they, they're not re-signing Rondé Hollis anyway. They unload Allen Crabb's contract to create massive cap space. And they're taking on the contracts of Miller and Frazier, who they might waive both of them or one of them. It well, why would the Pelicans sense. take Allen Crabb's salary? They're not. They, if they do this trade with Anthony Davis, first of all, they're gonna have boatloads of money regardless. <laughs> they don't need. They don't need this money. Allen Crabb's gonna provide a useful gonna shooting be tanking, guard role. So yeah, shooting guard, small forward role for them. And so he's gonna be basically like their sixth man on this team. And then they have Rondé Hollis, who they could choose to re-sign, let him walk. I assume they would re-sign him because he's not going to be all that expensive and they're going to have crazy money if they get rid of AD and his contract. And then they get a first-round pick because the Nets are probably not going to be in the lottery in 2020. So they're probably going to get a pick around 18, 19. And then they're getting a second-round pick. And they're going to lose Nikola Miritich this offseason anyway. So why not just do that now? Honestly... I can't choose which one I like better. I like both of our trades. I feel like we need to get rid of Jared Dudley because we're in this win-now mindset. It's time to buy in and go look, for the playoffs. Look, get Jared Dudley out of here. He has no value, fam. No one wants Jared Dudley. And we understand, to all of the Jared Dudley fans, we understand that he is a veteran presence and he's good morale for the team. But at this point, we need to win. And he's not helping us do that. Ed Davis is just as good of a veteran presence, in my opinion. But no one's going to take Jared Dudley. He doesn't have trade value. And the Nets like him too much to trade him. So I don't think that's going to happen. That's my opinion. So let me get to my next trade. It's more... I don't want to say it's out of the ordinary, but just let me say it. So I have Ron, the the Wizards getting Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Alan Crabb, and a 2020 first rounder, and I would throw in a second rounder later down the line in like 2021, if they wanted, for Otto Porter. Now, listen to me. I think I will not do that. I Why would you not do that? I will that? not listen to you, and I will not do that, because his contract is ridiculous, and that takes away all hope they have of getting another person. Okay, listen, 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 listen. Okay, so, the... 
The Wizards are probably going to start tanking because John Wall is out for two years because he slipped and fell and broke his Achilles and ruptured his Achilles in his house. So he's only out for a year, actually, but still, it was an exaggeration. So the, the, the they should trade Bradley Beal, tank, call it a quits. They're not winning anytime soon. Get Otto Porter back to where he first originally signed with the Nets, and then the Nets will have a nice, nice Young player, he's like 25, who can shoot the three, play the three, play the four, and he'll be fine. You can re-sign D'Lo, and then Otto Porter's contract is only like one more year. Next year, he'll be off the books. If you don't like him, you can get him out of here. Okay, so Otto Porter's contract, I know it's a little, a little, a little hesitant. It's a little bad, but... I say you get him for this season. He's a crutch just in case the Nets don't sign anybody. If they do, Otto Porter is still 25 years old, and he could easily probably be traded to a team that's contending to get his contract off the books because you're not his trade value is not that bad. Like He's still a pretty decent player with a good amount of potential, so the Nets could easily move him to a team that is contending. So yes, I think they should get Otto Porter. It wouldn't be the um, greatest deal, but it wouldn't be bad. One question I'm going to ask you. What's the last time the Nets offered a ludicrous uh, contract sheet that got matched and then they traded for him? I'm trying to think. Don't tell me. Who is it? Give me a hint. He's in your trade. Is it is it Alan Crabb? Yeah. yeah and what happened with Alan Crabb? It didn't work out so well. Okay, but Alan Crabb so, is actually butt. Like but, but, Crabbe, but you wouldn't Alan think Crabbe of that when you traded for him. Same thing as him. Do you really think he's going to make that much of a difference that it's worth sacrificing, signing D'Angelo Russell and Tobias Harris to trade for him? I don't know if he's going to make that much of a difference, but I feel like if he isn't, he would be an easy person to trade. Like, but no one, they know your back is against the wall. They're not just going to take him. They know that you're going to have to unload him. For no, less no, 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 no. I don't, no, no, no. He's not like he's 29 years old. No, he but your sucks. back is against He's 25 years old, and he has so much him, potential. I think a team him, would take him. If you keep him, you lose getting Tobias Harris. We that's could always years. trade him. That's four years he of could Tobias be traded. Harris that's gone. His trade value, out of 100, his trade value is probably like 60, 65. And, and that's because he's Harris injured right now. 80, 85. We could still get Tobias. We just have to trade Otto Porter if he's bad. But why put yourself in that situation at all? Then just ride it out and do one-year players. Why? I don't know. I've just always really been a fan of Otto Porter, and I feel like he can make a big difference on the Nets. Okay, that's up to you. I don't believe that. All right, this trade is my favorite one of the three. Is your last one? Yes. I have the Nets giving up Rondé Hollis-Jefferson again, Janan Musa, and a 2024 second round pick for Dario Saric, who is trapped on the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, first of all, Dario Saric is a good basketball player, trapped behind Taj Gibson. Dario Saric is bad. In a terrible Minnesota Timberwolves offense, led by Tom Thibodeau at the time. And his Who's better, who's better Nicola Mirdich or Dario Saric? For this value, <laughs> no, 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 no. Who is better? Who is a better basketball player, Nikola Mirotic or Dario Saric? On the Sixers, Saric now. <laughs> no, Nikola Mirotic has always been better. 
That is false. Nikola Mirotic is a better scorer. That's Nicole about Mirotic it. Is a better That's about it. Player. However, I do believe that Saric could contribute in multiple aspects of the game. He'll be a stretch for. He could do a lot of things for them, and all they're giving up is Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who's expiring anyway, Jean Musa, who I don't see a whole lot of potential in my opinion. Karooks was their real pick in the draft. And a second-round pick down the line for someone that the Timberwolves want to get rid of anyway, being that they're not making the playoffs this season. So they might as well take Rondé Hollis-Jefferson and work with him as their power forward next to Cat down the line. I don't see a big problem with it. I also don't love it, but it's whatever. Um, On to my next trade, my last trade. I have DeMar Carroll, Jared Dudley, and a 2019 first-rounder for Harrison Barnes. Listen here. There is no reason as to why Harrison Barnes is on the Mavericks anymore. They have Chris (laughs) Tapsporzingis. They have no reason to have that man. They're, like, one, his contract is pretty beefy. They're, they're, when you look at their team, they have so many forwards that there's no reason to have him. You might as well just ship him off. You can let Jared Dudley's contract expire. You can let, um, who else did I say? Damari Cow. Damari Cow. His, he can be a useful player for you. And then you can let his contract expire too. And you get a 2019 first rounder from the Nets. The Nets get Harrison Barnes, so they're in win-now mode. They get that power forward, small forward, that can shoot, and he's a good shot creator for himself. I think they should do it. The Mavs have no use for Harrison Barnes at all. That's incorrect, but... In what way? Because Harrison Barnes is a chuck. Do you know what their lineup is right now? Harrison Barnes is used to taking so many shots on the Mavericks that when Chris Stapps and Luka get back, he's not going to know what no, to do with himself. what is their lineup? Uh, Yogi Ferrell. No. Who's their point guard? Luca. Luca Doncic is okay. their point guard. That's the point. Harrison Barnes is steady at the They're small, small forward. forward. But they don't. Why would you not take a first rounder for Harrison Barnes? Well, you don't really need Harrison Barnes. Dorian Finney-Smith can fill in fine for Harrison Barnes. That's not true. That's and an offense that's run by Luca and Chris Stapps? Yes, he can. Chris Stapps is not there. But they don't. they're not winning this season anyway. So it doesn't Chris matter. Will be there next next season with exactly. Barnes. There's no reason for and Harrison Barnes to be there. The There's no reason for Harrison Barnes to be there when they could get a so, 2019 first rounder. So the next season, when their team looks like, let's say, Luca, Tim Hardaway, Harrison Barnes, Chris Stapps, and Willie Cauley Stein, let's say. Okay, so let's let's also let's also keep in mind. Let's also keep in mind that they and they have a free they have free agency too. They can also sign someone in that. Let's keep in mind they also have to pay Chris Stapps, and they're going to have to pay Harrison Barnes if they keep but him. What are they taking on our expiring contracts for? Because they're they bad this event? season. But what? They don't have any appeal right now. Harrison Barnes what do you mean? is part of their appeal. No, what appeal would they? What do you mean? No one to wants Harrison Barnes. No one's no one's there. intrigued by Harrison Barnes. You He's are, on the trade block. You are underestimating the value and stats of Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is a chuck. And he's this good because the Mavs have had absolutely nobody else. Now, this season when they have Luka, he's been bad. He's having almost an identical season to last season. He also missed almost 25 games this year. 
he missed like 10, 15 games. He's shooting way better from three. Because he doesn't take as many shots, obviously you're going to shoot better. He's taking one less shot per game. How many more threes? How many less threes did he take per game? He's taking two more threes per game. Oh, that's sick. And shooting 40% better. Still, I don't think the Mavs need Harrison Barnes. What is what is the intrigue behind Harrison Barnes? If anyone's coming to the Mavs, they're not coming for Harrison Barnes. They're coming okay, for Luka okay. and Chris Stapps. Okay, and is he worth it to lose somebody this offseason? What do you talk? His, his contract expires in a year. It, he has a player option for next season. That he's yes, but why, why would he take it? What, he's getting paid $26 million. Oh, yeah, he, we definitely it. would take it. But so, still. So he's locked in through 2019-2020 if you get him, which means you miss out again on Tobias Harris. Tobias Okay, fine. Let's say still you could you could do the same thing you could do with Otto Porter with Harrison Barnes. You could trade both of them. But the, the Nets need to win Harrison now. Barnes. What the, the lineup they have now is not going to get them past the first round of the playoffs. With Harrison Barnes or Otto Porter, they could get past the first round of the playoffs. And that could nah. boost Otto Porter and Harrison Barnes' trade value for them to be traded. I say, regardless, they're not getting past the first round of the playoffs because they're locked at six seed and they're playing the Celtics. They could get past the first round of the playoffs. They, they have a, okay. They have a the better shot of getting past the first round of the playoffs with Harrison Barnes or Otto Porter than they do with their lineup now. Unfortunately, being the sixth seed is being worse than the, is worse than being the eighth seed. Well, they could year. still drop to the eighth seed because we know how sick their schedule gets later in the year. Finishing as the eighth seed is the best case scenario because you wind up playing the Raptors or Bucks, and I'd much rather play them than the Celtics. Playing the Celtics with Kyrie and an. Ex- and now experienced playoff Celtics team is not fun. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. They would have a better shot with Otto Porter and Harrison Barnes than they would now. And if they, if one of those players does well, that only boosts their trade value and they can trade them before the offseason. Then you have all your cap space right back and you can start to buy Zaris. But... What? Why? Like, what is the point of getting Harrison Barnes? To compete in the playoffs because the team you have now is not going to do that. Is he going to outplay outplay Damare Carroll by that much? You just said he's having one of the good seasons of his career. (laughs) He's having a top Oh, Oh, well. Why? Because he's not on the Warriors anymore, so... And he's only been on the match for you're telling three me, seasons. You're telling me that Harrison Barnes isn't way better than DeMar Carroll. Not way better, but a definite upgrade to DeMar Carroll. Upgrade, yes. Is he going to make that much DeMar of a Carroll comes and off the also, bench. And also, DeMar Carroll comes off the bench. And also, <laughs> he does. Harrison Barnes does not play defense. Does DeMar Carroll? Yes. He's, he's a bench defense. player. He, he, he should not be a bench player. He is they have Rodion's Karooks. Okay, so so you're gonna start Put, replace Karooks with Carroll. I mean, replace Carroll with Karooks. I take Rodion's Karooks over Damari Carroll. So, so you're gonna tell me that you're gonna start Barnes at the four, yes, Karooks at the three, and Barnes. No, no, I'm not. I'm starting D'Lo, Karis Levert, Joe Harris, Barnes, Ka- at the four. Barnes and Jared Allen with Dinwiddie and, and Rodion's Karooks off the bench. That's not winning. And now. Ed Davis That's off the bench. That's better than we have now, though. But that means you're locked. Okay, we can't keep talking about this. We're already at 43 minutes. We're just saying the same thing over and over again. We can't keep talking about this. But bottom line, those are our three trades. 
both of us have obvious differing opinions on the three trades that we did. Barnes does not play defense. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter and the iTunes review. Make sure you leave five stars. Okay, so on to our all-star draft. We're doing this because obviously D'Lo's an all-star and uh, a lot of Nets from the all-star festivities. So the way we're doing it is I'm going to be Team LeBron. Hunter's going to be Team Giannis. He didn't want to be. I I said we should rock paper scissors for first pick, but he didn't want to. He just rather be Team Giannis. I don't like LeBron. So yes, I'm gonna get first pick in the first round. All the starters. He's gonna get first pick in the second round with all the reserves, and I'm gonna get first pick in the the legacy round with Dirk and D Wade. So yeah, here we go. My first pick, honestly, is obviously gonna be Kevin Durant. I'm picking Steph Curry. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm picking Steph Curry. Okay, so you're going with Steph Curry, my pick now. I'm going to go James Harden. I'm smoking you. LeBron, KD, and Harden? Okay. Not even a little bit. With my third pick, I am going Kawhi Leonard. Okay. With my next pick, I'm going Paul George. (laughs) Joel Embiid. And then I'm going Kyrie. Kemba Walker. You get stuck with Kemba, boy. So my team ended up being, well, my starters ended up being LeBron, KD, Harden, Paul George, Kyrie. And you have no big man. I don't care. Joel Embiid's not scoring 50 on us. We're lighting you up. Um, I have Steph and Giannis. Okay. And I have LeBron Joel and KD. Embiid and Kawhi. I have LeBron, KD, and Harden. And Kawhi's going to lock Harden. I have LeBron, KD, oh. Harden, Paul George, Kyrie. Okay, that you think is good now until you get to the reserves. Okay, let's go to the reserves. Your pick first. Okay, so pick your first pick of the Anthony reserves. Anthony Davis. <laughs> okay, so you get AD. I'm going to go ahead and take... I'm going to go ahead and take... Oh, this is hard. I'm going to take Russell Westbrook. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah, I'm going to take Russell Westbrook. Your turn. Clay Thompson. I knew you were going to go with Clay. I should have taken Clay before you could take Clay. But okay, you went with Klay Thompson. I'm going Nikola Jokic, our big man. There we go. Cat. Cat, okay. I'm going with uh, Bradley Beal. D'Angelo. Ah, he was my next pick. He was my next pick. Okay, then I'll take Ben Simmons. I don't even know who's left. Chris Middleton, Kyle Lowry. LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. That's it. And uh, and and Blake Griffin and Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. All right, I'll take uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, Kyle Lowry. Stuck with Chris Middleton. <laughs> boy. Let's go. Okay, I'll take Chris Middleton. Okay, so so our reserve, my reserves, ended up being Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, Blake Griffin. Wait, no one picked Damian Lillard. What? Nobody picked Dame. Instead of Blake, I took Dame. No, 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 no. No, it was my pick anyway, because then we missed two people. Okay, fine. You can have Dame. You can have Dame. No one picked him either. I picked Westbrook. Oh, no one picked Vucevic. So I get Dame, you get Vucevic. Okay, I'll take Vucevic. So my reserves ended up being Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Blake Griffin, Kyle Lowry. Mine's ended up being, I don't even remember. Bottom line, I destroyed you in the reserves. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. Not a chance. 
We'll say our official teams at the end, but... And then uh, Legacy Round, I'm obviously going to take D-Wade because Dirk is trash now. I'm taking old man Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> and I'm going to play him all 48 <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, he won't last all 48 minutes. <laughs> but yes, that concludes our All-Star Draft. Let us know who you think has a better team. My starters ended up being Kyrie, James Harden, LeBron, Paul George, and who else? Kyrie, LeBron, James Harden, Paul George, and Kevin Durant. My starters were Kemba Walker, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Okay, well, well, so my reserves were, my reserves ended up being Nikola Jokic, Chris Middleton, Ben Simmons, Nikola Vucevic, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, and LaMarcus Aldridge. And then you got... Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade. Who could forget about D. Wade? Okay, my reserves destroyed him in the reserves. Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Blake Griffin, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Kyle Lowry. At the end of the day, that is, at the end of the game, who's going to be in? Oh, the wait, starters. Wait, wait, but at the end of the game, I have Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid for your Paul George. And okay, at the LeBron end of the game, at the end of the game, my lineup is Kyrie. Uh, Harden, oh. uh, Kyrie, Harden, oh. KD, LeBron, Vucevic. Come Vucevic? on, boy. That's cr- I mean, Jokic. That's okay. crazy. Okay. okay, and mine is Steph, Kawhi, Giannis, AD, and Embiid. Mine's is smacking yours. What? What do you? Mine is what? pure scoring prowess. I beat you at the I don't one. Think you under- I lock you wait, up. Wait, wait, you at beat me at the one. Steph. Who- okay, you beat me at the one. Who's my two? Harden? Kawhi's locking that up. Harden is a 40-point man. Kawhi He's a 40-point machine. Kawhi's okay. locking that Okay, up. so who you locking up KD too? No, KD. KD has 50 on your KD head. KD against Giannis, bro. Giannis okay, is... KD is KD. And Giannis is Giannis. Okay, so, that, okay but KD is better than Giannis. That's close now. Okay, but, the and then LeBron day. and who? LeBron and Anthony Davis. Okay, they're teammates. <laughs> I love how he said the same thing. Okay, LeBron's better than AD. And then Jokic and Embiid? Jokic is better. Embiid is Jokic better. is better in an all-star game. Jokic what? is better in an all-star game. Embiid is better. Jokic Embiid literally better plays player. in an all-star game every night for the Denver Nuggets Embiid with his behind-the-back passes. Oh, my goodness. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let us know whose team is better on Twitter and the iTunes reviews. Make sure you go subscribe to us on Twitter at Hoop. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNets. Make sure you go subscribe to us on iTunes at HoopBallNets. You can look at Brooklyn Nets, HoopBallNets, anything you please. Leave a five-star rating and review. Our reviews getting read on the podcast. Shout out to Hawaiian House Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other HoopBall podcast. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, I'm at NajiAdams underscore. You can, if you don't know how to spell Najee, N-A-J-E-E Adams underscore. Hunter's at Hunter underscore J-K-R. I hope you guys enjoyed this long episode, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune into the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today.